You're listening to KLON Clone Radio. We sound more like everyone else than anyone else. Clone. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Last time on Quid Pro Roll, of course, I became the champion, but not just me, the team, friendship. Together, we were able to conquer the mountain. Uh, there was a bird person who was trying to uh, defeat us, but of course was uh, vanquished and came up short. I don't actually know what happened to him, but we were partying. During the party, somebody snuck into Alita's tent. Who could it be but an eek? He soon gazed upon the Alita without the rose uh, sunglasses that you should be wearing, and of course was turned to stone. Unfortunately for him, he came back, but his eyes remained stoned. And then we were able to continue our quest forward as Gravebot told Eek, Hey Eek, do better. <laughs> Thank you, Hannes. It is still the morning where Eek's all splooted and Boat is eating a questionable crepe that I'm not sure where he got it from. Um, Alita has walked into the tent and is confused at the energy. Yeah, so I left. Mm-hmm. So. We're either, we're either, I don't think Boat or Solonar were there. I think it was just Eek. Correct? I thought Solonar was there. No, Solonar was there. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like Johannes was there too. Hello. Did something happen? Other than the obvious of what happened? Yes, the obvious. Boat obviously told Eek he needs to continue to grow as a person, but also much more rapidly than he has been in the past. Oh. Uh, Boat basically gave Eek a, it's time to grow up and smell the roses and be a responsible person who's part of the party. Because if you're going to be part of the party, you got to be part of the party. Right. Okay. I'm going to go get Snuffles ready if you all want to figure out what we're doing with everybody else. She's going to just turn and leave. I mean, I almost feel like... After last night, Eek was in panic mode. I realized that's kind of a thing. So he was just like sending stuff flying at people's heads. But I don't think I really want that while we're on the cart. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what the best course of action is here. Oh, well, of course, we're just going to take Eek. He's, he's relaxed now. He knows that while he might have made some poor decisions in the past, he's going to learn and grow from them and he should come with us. As always. Right, Eek? See? Sedated. I mean, I guess if he starts lobbing stuff at people's heads again, we can always just, like, tackle him and tie his hands behind his back or something. I I really, he doesn't look like he's going to be lobbing anything for a little while. We're going to just, you know, take him along and we'll be able to find soon and cure his sight and then back on the road. Yep. All righty, up you go. Eek just kind of lies there. It's okay, I got him. And I just kind of pick up Eek and I put him over my shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> All right, um, the cart is pretty close to where the tent is. And Alita's just hooking up snuffles. Uh, Johannes comes up carrying a sack of potatoes and also Eek. Where did you get those potatoes? 
Oh, he was laying in the tent. I meant those potatoes. Oh, they were laying in the tent. Oh, fantastic. They were right, right next to all of your personal valuables. It said, uh, Lita's potatoes. Don't touch them, Johannes. I'm watching you. Right. All right. Let Give him to me. I'll get him on the, on the, on the cart. Okay, here you go. And I hand you a sack of russet potatoes. Elite is going to turn, put them on the cart, and then turn back. Now please hand me the potatoes. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Takes Egan just kind of gently puts him in the cart. On, on top of the potatoes? No. Oh. What? How dare you? That would be so uncomfortable. Potato bed. That's not going to be comfortable. <laughs> the only comfortable beds of potatoes are mashed. Fair point. All right. Uh, Boat comes wandering up at this point. He has been back to the breakfast tent where he's got a second crepe. And he's taken some of his empty health potion bottles and filled them with hot coffee for the road. Aren't most potion bottles glass? Yeah. So you're filling a glass bottle with hot coffee? I mean, it's not boiling coffee. It's warm coffee. Because it's like, it's like what? It's like 9 o'clock at this point or something. Yeah. So like it's, it's like after prime breakfast time for a camp like this. So the coffee's cooled down a little bit. And Boat is actually a, a fan of cold brew. So he likes it when it's a little cold. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> the, the truck is going to start moving north through the mountains towards the, the great tribe of Karar. Ultimately, the trip is short. There's not a whole lot that happens across the road. I mean, no one's going to attack an entire mobilized tribe of like 75 people. Plus you guys. Bring it. Let's see your worst hill giants. Your voice echoes through the mountain pass. Bring it. Let's see your worst hill giants. They saw Gravyboat's fearsome cowboy hat sitting at the head of this cart. And Notched. they knew not to mess with the former guard captain of Palabar. Oh, oh, God, you're not the guard captain of Palabar. No, he said former. <laughs> You gotta listen with your ears. I was gonna say they'd be they'd be fools to mess with the former guard captain of Palabar and his entourage. The f the four <laughs> half Italian college grads who uh, went out to L.A. to make movies. <laughs> I know nothing about entourage, but I really wanted to make a joke. That took me a second because I thought you were just making up a very specific scenario. <laughs> I did not realize until, like you said, make movies. I was like, oh, like the show. Right. That's literally as much as I know about the show. I, I got to tell you. Uh, Did I nail it? You've actually surpassed my knowledge of the show <laughs> with like the first two things you said. It's going to take about six or seven days before you reach the foot of the mountain. And so the mountain ends on a plateau that's raised as a cliff over a huge, lush jungle. Where you are is sort of a flatland area that's well populated with plants and kind of green, which is, you know, a stark contrast to what you guys have been dealing with. But looking out over the edge of the cliff, it just goes into complete deep green. So are we kind of in like a savanna-like area that transitions into jungle? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Is there um, a man with like a very large hair, like with a paintbrush, just kind of detailing the landscape and 
oh. saying positive reinforcement. That's a reach, and, man. And and over here we're gonna put a a happy little jungle tree, and you know what? Let's let's give him a little friend. Oh, let's, let's give him a velociraptor. That's Aww. a happy little velociraptor. Oh, which is a contrast to in the corner where we have a sad little blind eek. Oh, <laughs> downer. Eek's Dickensian nightmare. <laughs> where? Wait, time out. I just gotta do this real quick. I'm Eek and I'm a kobold. Well, where are we going? I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where? Where are we now? My understanding is we're headed to Karar. Okay. Because Johannes and I are now champions of Choker and Rawl. And we're going to be representing Chogar and Rawl in the Karar games. Now, this works out because I think we were taking Velen to Karar anyway. So that'll be cool. Uh, and we're coming up on some sort of, like, jungle thing. Like, it's really green. Super green. Plus, Velen knows magic, and so do um, magicians who Velen's friends with. And they're probably going to be able to saw you in half and restore your sight. Velen just kind of looks at you like, uh, um, that's the the sawing is 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 not a part of it. Also, most of my friends are fish, right now. Oh, I, I have a book for that. I'm. <sighs> if your friends are fish, some not of, food. Some of my best friends are fish. Velen just kind of looks at the two of you with these sad, weary eyes. Yeah, I know. All their songs go too long. I agree. After a point on the road, you're going to see the entrance to Karar. It sits on the plateau high above the eastern jungle. The city itself, well, city's probably the wrong word. The tribe itself is this green, lush place, just sort of vibrant with life. Uh, the people here live in colorful dyed tents and stone houses that have stood for centuries, passed down through the generations, and maintained with a deep respect and care. There is no central building that you can see, but off in the distance towards the very point of the plateau, there stands a coliseum-like structure. What's it made out of? Stone. You know, um, being a betting man... I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and bet that that coliseum type building is where we're going to be doing games stuff. Who wants in on this? You're on. I believe that that coliseum type building is actually a monument to soon out in the middle of the jungle where she always would want it to be. Somewhere where in the thick foliage and with great beasts around her stands a monument of peaceful beauty juxtaposing the environment. You you know what? I was going to say ten gold, but because you're feeling so confident, let's say two. Of course. I'm very impressed with you, Solinar. Honestly, the more I described it, the more I started feeling bad. So is the, like, the, is Karar, like, surrounded by any kind of, like, fortification wall or anything? It doesn't look like it. Okay. All right, so we can just, like, mosey on in you with, can just... with the other 75 people that are with us. Okay. Yes. And it looks like this this area is sort of packed to its capacity mm -hmm. with people. You get the feeling that it's not normally this populous. Mm -hmm. Play the horn so they know the champions are here. 
I was going to say, do we have some sort of chant? Boat stands up. He stands up on the cart and begins to play his pan flute. Roll performance. To announce their presence. Absolutely not. What, what'd, you, what'd you roll there? Uh, a seven. All right, you just, you're, you're just kind of playing the pan flute, man. No, no magic happens, no vines grow. It's been a long journey. Boat's a little tired from the road. It's really hard to get in his creative space. Snuffles has been doing all the work. It's hard work Whoa. riding. He's been, he's been, uh, look, just because Snuffles is doing the physical work doesn't mean that the mental support of Snuffles isn't important, and Gravy Boat's been mentally supporting Snuffles You're following a, a crowd. I've been sitting up here at the front of this caravan for, yeah. for so long. I've right. been the one vigilant, making sure that we're not getting attacked by anything. And look, we've not been you're attacked by anything. people. It's mentally taxing. Yeah. He's the god captain. He's the one who would be held responsible if we dropped the ball. Exactly. I have responsibilities to my former office. Let me let me see if I can give you a boost there, <coughs> boat. And Solinar puts one foot up on the bench of the wagon and is like, Chogren Raw, Chogren Raw. Boat starts Chogren blowing Ra. the pan flute Chogren in time Ra. with that. Roll charisma. Thirteen. Um, you hear a couple people that have been traveling with you be like, Yeah, but nobody continues the chant with you. No, continue the chant. Play the horns. Let's go. Do the thing. As you enter into Karar, everybody <laughs> in the group sort of scatters off. Not not like quickly, like something's yeah, gone wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but everyone just sort of goes in and starts ducking around to the different directions. I will say, though, that as we're coming into the town, Boat has continued standing at the front of the cart with like one knee up. So... Almost, almost like he's standing at the at the front of a boat as it sails into the harbor. Okay. Do you uh, do you break a uh, glass bottle on the? I do not. Oh. No, because I, I like I've still got some coffee left in one of them, so mm, I don't want to break it. Right. So from here, you have several places that you can go as you explore the, as you explore Karar. Seven. Days later, you're still drinking the same <laughs> coffee. That is kind of gross. No, no, no. It's different coffee. He said he still has some coffee, not yeah, the like, coffee. You got to imagine we make camp at night, and then they make simple breakfast in the morning, which includes coffee. Okay. You can't argue with that. Uh, I mean, you can, but it's, it's wrong. It's logical. Uh, <laughs> okay. And and because of my station, I get first dibs on the coffee. And Nin- last dibs. 97.5 KBOT, the boat. That's the bot. This is Gravy Boat Bars coming at you on the bot. <laughs> how, you look, K. All had, the DJs are just talking about how there are hot singles in your area that want to meet. K for a media station. You know that like Jack is always like J C K or J A K or something I, like. Here's the thing: radio stations have four letters. Why didn't you just say B O A T? Because. <laughs> Because it's not it a W to, or a K. Yeah. Because it has to be a K. What world are you in? Are you in the United States? It depends on it depends on if we're east or west of the Mississippi. <laughs> See that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Given the fact that my father works in radio, I'm ashamed. I know none of this. Yeah, <laughs> that's just telling you location. And since we're not yeah. in the US, you don't need that first letter, man. I thought, in... And I thought W was for talk stations. No. The B stands for um Boric Empire. Boris. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not B for Boros Empire. B, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. The B stands for borax. 
That that stuff I make laundry detergent out of? No, the empire. Oh, yes, the Borax Empire. Thank God it's not the Borat Empire. <laughs> My wife. Very nice. Uh, that was, I, I should have realized that would prompt that. Great success. <laughs> anyway, so there are places to explore in Karar. Very Bo nice. Boat wants to go to the blacksmith shop. There is not a blacksmith shop that you can see. Heresy. Instead, instead of traditional shops, mm -hmm. there are merchant stalls. There's like a whole market of tents All in right, the It's center. like a bazaar. Yes. Okay. Oh, I see that you're looking for uh, for a shop. Uh, for, might I suggest that one that has the man wearing the one-piece swimsuit that's uh, <laughs> extremely tight over there? He probably he looks like he works with metal. It's just some dude flexing in a booth. <laughs> it's the flexing booth. <laughs> There's a little table in the booth for doing arm wrestling yeah. on. I go over there and flex on him. I'm sorry. Did you guys just make up for me a thing that's in this town? An arm wrestling booth? Yeah. Sure. Why not? There's an arm wrestling booth, and I've lost all of my hopes and dreams. Oh, you've, all right. Uh, you've come to arm wrestling, you, have you? I I walk up to the arm wrestling booth, and I I like I keep my cloak on, but I just sort of throw it back so my guns are exposed, and I go over to the table and I just put my elbow down. I like, let's go. I must tell you, friend, I have been arm wrestling since before I was born. And he sets his arm on the table across from you. I mean, arm wrestling is a noble pastime, but... And then Boat, like, lifts up the belt that he's... The, the, the Serpentine Heritage Ossuary Championship and holds it up. He's like, but I am a real wrestler. This is getting weird. I'm um, going to have you both roll a post grapple. Let's, let's lock up. Mahmoud grabs his belt and holds it up, and it's yeah. just got a giant uh, star that says for Texas on it. All right. And he goes, <laughs> All right, I'm down with this. All right, let's roll those opposed grapples. I'm Mahmoud. <laughs> Give I've us done more nothing. narrative control, they said. <laughs> puts, it would be fun, they said. Oh, no. <laughs> so Gravy Boat and Mahmoud lock up, and it goes back and forth. The Gravy Boat gets a little bit of advantage. Mahmoud gets him down pretty far, but Gravy Boat's able to, like, He's able to, like, summon his willpower and just throw it back and slam Mamut back down on the table. No, Mamut, Mamut. No, no, how, it's okay. How could this happen? It's okay. Best, no. best yeah. out a... of three. <sighs> I'll tell you Please. what. I'll tell you what, friend. We could do best out of three, or I could just acknowledge that you are a tremendous competitor and we can stay friends. It's I like make, they don't even need me. I make no friends in arm wrestling. I only make friends in death. That's right. Show them, Mahmood. Show them. I'm sorry. Is this, point, is this? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Is this Mahmood Solinar? Because he's a better hype man. I thought it was his wife. That's my, that's my wife. <laughs> my mate. That's my <laughs> wife. I let her out of the cage. <laughs> my dear Mahmood, you must show this man. Don't give in to him. Thank, thank you. Boat stands up. He's like, he's... Curious. He's so insulted. He's like, I tried to be reasonable and I tried to be a gracious winner. But then he takes his cowboy hat and throws it down on the ground. He's like, but you have left me no choice but I, to defend my honor as an athlete, sir. Good. I acknowledge, <laughs> I acknowledge that you were gracious and in both winning and also in opportunity. But I can't, as a competitor, you understand, take this lying down. Let's lock up again. I've got five accents running right now and I keep going through all of them. <laughs> As any champion arm wrestler. Clearly, <laughs> I'm shaking you so much to your core that you can't remember how you learned to speak. Oh, you take that back. I rolled a dirty 20. 
Hanava. Mahmoud's arm just, you, you see his left arm uh, start to shrivel and become smaller. He's like, his right arm just grows. He's like Bane. Yeah. No, you mustn't, it's too much. His right arm just is you, just nothing but veins and then the muscles pop two, three times their size. Oh, God. Just like the heart of uh, a Christmas miracle. And he just slams Gravy Boat's arm down. You know, I want to point out that Gravy, like I narrated it as like a very even competition at first. This is the only time that Mammut uh, will ever lose a battle was yesterday. Mammut, like, you've done it, but but at what cost? Oh no! <laughs> All right, tell you what, for the third one, let's do our off hands. Oh! <laughs> Don't I, be a coward. I can't say no to a challenge from a fellow competitor. Your weird shriveled arm. I think we should both roll at disadvantage for our off hands. I will yeah. have you both roll at disadvantage. He also will take a minus right. on it because right. he has transferred back. <laughs> All right, Boat, this fool hasn't done anything with the Teller Championship. What you got you? this. I got an 11. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a little bit of struggle, mm -hmm. but this time the struggle is more so Mamut trying to keep himself from getting slammed as the slow but steady movement towards the table continues until he's hovering only an inch above all of his energy being put. He's kind of like so gripped onto the table with his other hand that That's his cheating. fingers have sunk. So, oh, is it really? Yes. I know nothing about arm wrestling. So if you can tell by my arms. <laughs> he's uh, into his chair that his, his hands have like sunk into him. And he's like, before you slam me, <laughs> please do me one favor. What's that? Tell, tell my wife I love her because I currently can't uh, boat, boat hold, look boat, her in the eyes. Boat holds us in the holds him in the position where there. He looks over at Mamu's wife. He's like, "He's an honorable man, and he loves you very much." And then he looks back at Mamu. One tear goes down Mamu's like, face, and he's like, "You were a worthy opponent, and I take no joy in this." And then I slam him down. Mamu explodes. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all, it's all smoke. It's not like guts are going. It's just all smoke. Uh, it all lines into one little tiny gem that sits there in Gravy Boat's palm. Uh, on the gem is a bicep, but nothing else attached to it. It's just a disembodied bicep. I take the gem and I, I mount it on my belt. What? what? My mate. I go and then I go over to my mate and I embrace her and I'm just like. He died honorably. Did you just explode this man and now you're trying to steal his wife? No, I'm trying to comfort her. Comforting her. Everybody always, everybody always think be thinking the worst about Gravy Boat. You just exploded a man. I tried to end this competition after one. He did. That was acknowledged. What the hell just happened? I don't know. How does a man become a gem? No, he became one. With the strength. What? When very strong athletes fail, sometimes their consciousness lives on past the failure and their bodies just can't take it. They become one with the, the source of all strength, the core of athletic ability. Yes, what drives them? The buys, the thighs, and the tries. It seems that Mamut uh, was a bi man. But hold on. Solinar, is wrestling a religion? I mean, really, it depends on what part of what country you're in. I would say that there I are can, definitely parts I can of, handle a yes or no answer. There are parts of Alaria where I would say wrestling is absolutely a religion. Um, I haven't traveled enough to really say to Lair, 
Probably not as much. I'll, I'll tell it's you, it's more of a cult. I'll tell you, there. if you if you go down into the south of Alaria, and you and this has kind of waned, but maybe like thirty or forty years ago in the south, it was very much a religion. Well, how do you think Graveboat took a level in monk? He studied in the wrestling temples. <laughs> this is the worst recording session of my this life. This is awesome. <laughs> so the city we're in. Yeah, the the. Oh, by, the by the way, uh, the gem that Mahmood left behind. Yeah, yeah, that's a plus one strength. The no, gem. it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it, it is. isn't. That you think of how much you're disrespecting him by saying that yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're really. <laughs> yeah, do you know? You're, you're making my mate cry by, oh, by no, I'm so sorry. diminishing her care. husband. My mate is crying because you're stealing her husband in the form of a gem. It's you are <laughs> stealing her man. It yeah, is. but Gravy Boat's known for stealing men. <laughs> that was an intimidation role. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all right now, um, I'm very uncomfortable. And no, that stone does not give you a plus one to strength. Well, I'm taking my hat back, at least. I'm picking it up off the ground and dusting it off. Good, because I was about to have, like, oxen trample it. It was inside Mamut's like, arm wrestling shack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a tent. It's not... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to yeah. let it go. All right, fine. I take the gem, and I hand it to my mate. I was like, here, this truly belongs wait, to you. Wait, no, time out. I do want you to keep that, because that way, my mate's going to hire some mercenaries to track you this far <laughs> down. <laughs> so. all, right. all right, fine. All right, fine. I don't even need to write narratives for All right, fine. Podcast. So Gravy, Gravy Boat, has, he has the gem in his hand. He looks at it. Tosses it up in the air and then grabs it with sort of an overhanded catch and yeah, just Jess slides it into his pocket. Just like, as the sun catches it and reflects yeah. a little red beam across his well, face. Well, well, I mean, I do want to check because would this be an evil thing to do to take this gym? Or is it like a, a misunderstanding of cultures? I think it's a misunderstanding of culture. I feel uh, like, yes, the my husband lost an arm wrestling match and exploded into a crystal. I forgot that's a part of the culture. <laughs> well, it's only a part of some cultures. That's why it's a misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah, the wrestling religion is different in this part of the world than back in Alaria. Arm wrestling is a whole different sub-religion. They're, they're like they're way more orthodox back in Alaria. Yeah. This is this is like like a heresy. This is Waldensian or Fraticelli or something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> only like second level heresy. But we're level three now. Yeah, Alex is dead. Yeah. Boat's taking a level in heresy the next time we level up. <laughs> Oh man, heretic is a player class. <laughs> so there was... are other things in Karar to explore. What so, do you guys want to so do? So the bazaar, <laughs> is there anything like any kind of metal smithing or anything or leather leather smithing or something like that? So there are several stalls and several tents. Uh, there are different things that are sold at all of them. It doesn't look like there's a place that's making stuff, but there are several tents that have stuff like weapons. Basic metal needs. I'm looking for a leather strap that could be fashioned into a belt. I mean, there are belts. Okay, like that are available. I don't know if there's like leather straps just available. Oh wait, no, there's actually a fabric tent. So yeah, no, that would happen. Okay. Is there any of them that are trading some of these goods for I don't know, maybe gems with biceps on them? <laughs> yeah, like I want to go to the fabric tent and see if there's like maybe some white or ivory leather. Mm-hmm. Solinar would also like to go to the fabric tent. All right. Um, As you two enter the tent, it's filled with just heaps and heaps and heaps of fine, deeply colored, just really rich fabrics. Um, Aside from the person who's running the tent, who's sort of sitting next to a basket in the center of a a rug, there is an elven girl 
like half of her dress is pink linen, half of her dress looks like it's some kind of like leather armor. Uh, her head is half shaved and what stays on the side of her head is braided down. She's carrying a basket full of flowers and is looking through a couple of silks. Uh, I, I might have misheard you. Did you say an elven girl or elven girl like the superhero? <laughs> no, an elven girl. Uh, this is this is not the well-known superhero Valaria elven, elven girl. girl. I, uh, Johannes would have fangirled out. I know that elven girl is almost like soon in levels of devotion for yeah. Johannes. Yeah. So does she look like she works there? Or is, okay, so she she's looks like a, she's shopping. Okay. All right. I want to find somebody who works there. The person next to the basket sitting on the rug okay. is probably right. the person who works there. All right, I'll walk up. Is it a man or a woman? It is a very wrinkly old woman All right. who is very, very short. Yeah, walk up. I uh, get down and sit like cross-legged, so I'm looking at her eye to eye. Her eyes are like you can't tell if they're, you know, they, there's something wrong with them because she doesn't seem to focus on you. Mm -hmm. uh, but she looks up. Yes, may I help you? Gravy boat tips his cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the market for some leather, uh, specifically uh, <laughs> some 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 white leather if you have it. Yeah, he is. What an odd color request for leather. Is there a reason? It's just my aesthetic. If you don't have it, that's a no is a fine answer. But I thought you know you never you don't get what you don't ask for. So I thought I'd see if you had something in the way of white leather. It's his. Aesthetic. Most of what we have, my friend, is untreated. <laughs> uh, what's the lightest untreated leather you have? Um, she goes into a chest not too far from where she's sitting and opens it with shaking hands. There is a couple of strips of a very pale kind of palomino looking leather, and that's about the lightest that she's going to have. I'll take it. <laughs> These are my man skins. <laughs> <laughs> Just killed him last week myself. <laughs> man, man skins are like the orc version of potato skin snacks. <laughs> well, uh, they're know, pork cracklins. If, if you just <laughs> described pork cracklins. <laughs> well, if you'd be willing to part with this Palomino man skin, I'd be happy to take it. Of course, my friend. Mm -hmm. Ten silver. Can you do some alterations to it, or do I need to go elsewhere to get that done? I, hmm, I believe I could, or I could find someone that could. What do you need done? I need to get it cut so it's kind of a thick strap I could wear like a belt, almost. It's for, it's for display. Of course. I could have that done in a day. Okay, well, if it's you for sure, it's no trouble. Of course. All right. Do you say 10 silvers? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You're doing me a favor, and I really appreciate it. And, you know, you do remind me of my own grandmother. I haven't seen her in many years. So here, why I'm don't gonna you... I'm going to find out this woman's in her 30s. Yeah. <laughs> you, why don't you take, uh, here, why don't you take 20 silver uh, just for uh, doing me the favor, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Is there any black fabric? There's lots of black fabric. Yes. The deepest, most midnight black fabric they have. That's oh. Solinar's aesthetic. <laughs> I will tell you that none of it is going to be like the darkest of dark, uh, especially because you're in a kind of hot, humid area. I mean, I'll just wait until we fight black dragons and then bathe in their blood. Are you okay? Yeah. Is everything uh, all right? No, I'm great. All right. I, I, was, I was just thinking of some Ask a Ninja stuff. Fantastic. So... You do find a bolt of 
dark fabric that you could probably fashion into a cloak. Do you load it into your crossbow? <sighs> yeah. All right, you uh, load this bolt of fabric into your crossbow. The old lady's alarmed. The elvish girl's <laughs> looking at you like you're crazy. None how, of them get the joke. How much for this? The whole bolt? How much is in the bolt? I believe 14 yards. That's a lot of black fabric. That man. is a ludicrous Sol- amount of black fabric. Solinar is like trying to do math and he's clearly, he's like using his fingers to try to like deduce. The elvish girl's going to kind of lean into you. You only need like two. Well, that's a little presumptive. You don't, you don't know what my project is. She kind of gestures to your entire outfit. <laughs> what? You know, you're you're right. I'll just uh, busy myself with what I'm doing, but I, I think you're going to find two is a safe number. Let's say four yards. I need a little extra to work with. Of course. Uh, the little old woman takes out a huge knife and just sort of slashes down the bolts, folds what was there, and then hands it to you. Mm-hmm. And then Solonar's like, yeah, I'm trying to create a circus tent, so four <laughs> yards should be... <laughs> four yards will be plenty. This would be four silver, sir. Oh, um, yes, absolutely. Um, actually, I've got... And he pulls five silver out, and he's like, keep the change. Thank you, sir. What's uh, what's tipping culture like in this? Uh... You don't know. She seems to appreciate it as opposed to being insulted, so that's yeah. usually a good I sign. I just tipped 100%, so... Are people... Have you ever had somebody be insulted that you tipped them? I've only ever really been to America and Canada, so yeah. no. All I've heard is stories. Mm. So um, while this has been going on, uh, Eek sent Squeak to look around to see if there is like a... I don't know, where, where would you somebody go to cure blindness? Cure blindness? So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So has Eek figured out at this point that he can see through Squeak's eyes while blind? Because I know that was a thing you talked about last time. I mean, we have been on the road for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eek's bigger. What time of day is it, actually? Uh, Early, like, early afternoon, late morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe not. not prime well, squeak. is this kind of shady in this space? Yeah, it's pretty lush and I comfortable. Mean, Solonar's so. here, so it's hella yeah. shady. <laughs> Okay, then I'm going to say yes, he does send Squeak out looking for a place that looks like, I don't know, like a temple or a... Um, you're, you're looking for a big, magic. like, you're looking for a big shingle hanging out in front of a building that has, like, an eyeball with drops going in it. <laughs> or like, you're looking for Ben Stein. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or like a magic, uh, not like a magic items, but like a, somebody who, like, does magic, magic healer kind of place there is um if squeak follows a couple of signs he's able to find a large white tent flanked on either side by full lush herb gardens and a sign that says healer's tent okay there is however a small flip sign on the front of it that says out that that says that the healer is currently out um what's the healer out of I'm going to dignify that with a response. His mind, because he's got crazy deals on healing. (laughs) You won't believe how cheap these deals are. Did you break your leg? Well, don't break the bank. (laughs) Greater restoration for the price of a lesser restoration. Come on down. You won't believe your eyes because they're not working yet, but I'll fix them. (laughs) These prices are so great, you'll think, physician, heal thyself. Um, I think regardless, he uh, clamors out of the cart. And 
tries. <laughs> how, how many turns were kind of between Eek and this tent? Seven. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how to do this. Uh, I mean, I guess he since Squeak comes back, and then they kind of walk together. Squeak goes up into a high aerial view, and then uh, Eek, in order to navigate through kind of the maze of tents, is making a sound that he can hear through Squeak, which is waka 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 waka. <laughs> and every time he makes a turn, he goes pew woo. Meanwhile. He bumps into somebody on the street. He goes, I wrote a serious story about dragons <laughs> and relics. Luckily, uh, so at one point, uh, he takes a wrong turn, but it kind of works out because he just somehow comes out from the other direction. Oh my gosh, you made it to the inside of town. <laughs> it turns out the universe we're in is a Taurus. Oh, hey, a cherry. Yeah, there's just some fruit sitting on the ground. <laughs> I hate you all. I wouldn't pick up any just random pellets that I found on the ground in a camp like this. That's suspicious. But think of the power. Think of the bonus points. He yeah. runs into a female kobold that looks just like him. She's got a bow in her hair. And a beauty mark. Yeah. And lipstick. Yeah, so um, Eek makes his way over to that tent. All right, the healer has still not arrived, but you can wait there if you'd like. Yep. All right. He plops himself down in front of it, just sitting kind of crisscross applesauce. You know, if he really wanted to take advantage of the situation, he'd take his hat off and put it upside down in front of him like he's a blind beggar looking for homes. Johannes sits up in the cart, and he's like, 372 wood knots. That's how many are. Oh, look, we're here. We, uh, Elita. Yes? We're at the city. We are. We've been at the city for a little while now. Oh, I got distracted. Did, uh, uh I see, well, no boat, no Solana, no Eek. Did they all go to... I don't know where they went, but I assume they went into the main part of the town. Well, I'm gonna have to go to the only place I can go, which is the Temple of Soon. Would you like to come with me? I'll go with you, but I don't know if this place has a Temple of Soon. Yeah, of course it does. It's right there. It's this giant structure that has uh, huge uh, areas for people to sit and watch uh, what presumably would be the practice of soon. Alita kind of squints her eyes and puts her hand over them. I don't think that's a temple. They have Sunni and Passion plays there once a week. Coming soon. Alita and Johannes to the temple. Let's go. But if anybody needs me, I'll be at the cart. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Uh, the girl is going to, that was with you guys <laughs> in shopping, pays for her purchase and leaves. Mm -hmm. What'd she buy? Um, she bought some bolts of gauze. Okay. Man, you could shoot those and really do some good healing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Solonar's going to get to the cart while Johannes and Elite are leaving. Just kind of like nod at each other and go about your days. I'm unfocused. I'm in zone. Don't worry, guys. I'll look after Snuffles while everybody else is shopping. Boat is exploring. I feel like Snuffles has killed more people than any of us. I don't <laughs> worry about that horse anymore. The T stands for terrifying. <laughs> All right. Snuffles the terrible. <laughs> Do I need to roll something for Solinar's project, or does that just, like, take time? I'll have you roll for overall quality, but not for success. Okay. Also... What is this project? Well, first, he is, in fact, making a black cloak for himself. Yeah. 
is going to be somewhat involved. The second project is significantly simpler. Fishnet leggings. Bad roll. Yeah, it's a bad roll. So that's for the cloak. If I if I'm getting sleight of hand on that, that's at most an eleven. All right, cool. Way to, not, way to choose your stat of choice. If yeah. I'm not, it's a six. Well, if it's doing stuff with your hands, that would be the stat for it, right? Like, like casting or using a sword or yeah. And he what is a, he gets a plus five to using a sword? Too. Roll for your simpler project. For the simpler project, uh, that's a four. Yep. All right, what's the simpler project? You know, I just want to interject and say, clearly, you're not very good at being so Lenar. (laughs) 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 I must must be out of practice. Well, good thing I've got extra fabric. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll allow it. Also, you're not telling me what the second project is. Yeah, it's because the second project's a secret. Okay, it can't be a secret from me. Yeah, it can. No, it can't. Watch me do this. (laughs) (laughs) He got a six again. No, that's that's his main cloak. That's a traitor dice. Uh, All right, roll for your second project that you're supposed to tell me, but you haven't. See, that's, that's, why couldn't you roll like this? You see, you'd be more like your brother. This is why you're <laughs> going to sit in the pile for the rest of the night and watch as and other dice get rolled. You're going to think about what you've done. Yeah. A six, a four, and a six. Unacceptable. Uh, what was that one? A 17? A 17. All right. Uh, you so succeed in overall that's quality. Secondary, the two, secondary project number three. The two cloaks that you uh, made are very sad looking. So the, the secondary project's going to involve a little bit of embroidery. Um, specifically, like, did you buy de- a serger or anything? <laughs> <laughs> specifically, like, down home crafts with Solinar, decorative around the edges. Uh, which is why when the first two turned out kind of, eh, he's like, nope, not good enough. Um, now it's just a small, it's like a rectangular piece of fabric, and then it's got, um, like the border is decorated with a sort of dark thread. But it's kind of a filigree-like pattern. Yeah, just like winding around. I am no closer to understanding what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining yeah. you're, stapl- you- you're stapling black oh, doilies onto, <laughs> some, onto some cloth. Hold on. Hold on. Are, are you making a handkerchief? Is that what this is? It's handkerchief-like, yes. But it's like... But it's like it's got it's got like so it's a big so it's a bandana it's a big it's like, handkerchief yeah it's like two it's foot it's like wide. a handkerchief but it's got it's a two foot of... wide handkerchief are you dread pirate Roberts <laughs> maybe that's too much <laughs> maybe that's too much you know if you told us what this thing was instead of just vaguely describing it you'll find out soon enough all right uh, Chapman has produced a bandana it's a pretty close to two feet big. Uh, that's, Big, that's, that's more than, that's that's more than, than two feet. That's, that's like, like three. three. <laughs> okay, so you made a two-foot-long handkerchief? Yeah, well, three of them, but two that kind of suck. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to move on from that because he can't describe <laughs> it and he doesn't want to say anything else. <laughs> Why are you so ashamed? Did you make underpants? Is it it's fancy? a secret. Is it fancy? The third you one want is. Us all just to leave the room. So you can tell the GM what you're doing, and then we can come back. No, no. Un- look, take this jar. Take this jar. I want you to whisper into the jar what you're doing and seal it. We'll open it later. Okay, sounds great. Perfect. Perfect. All right, so boat's exploring. Uh, Eek is waiting at the healer's hut. Johannes and Alita are heading towards the totally a uh, temple to soon. Uh, Eek. 
as you sit in front of the healer's hut, I'm assuming that you are still using Squeak's eyes to see. Uh, yeah. All right. Kind of half-heartedly, though. Um, an elven woman in a pink skirt carrying a basket and a couple of bolts of gauze Wait, he can walks see towards color? you. Squeak can see color? Yeah, Squeak can. I mean, there's no reason why Squeak wouldn't. He's a bat. Yeah. So a elven woman carrying gauze and a basket and in a pink slash gray skirt <laughs> uh, walks up <laughs> to the hut and kind of like, oh, can I help you? It, is this your hut? Yes, it is. Do you need healing? Can can you heal blindness? Um, that sort of depends on the source of the blindness. I, I kind of looked at a nymph. <gasps> oh, okay. Um, here, let me see what I can do. She sort of like kind of tries to help you up gently and leads you into the hut. Okay. She sits you on a couple of cushions and begins busying herself, puttering around. Uh, looks like she's grabbing stuff and mixing it with a mortar and pestle. Okay. And while she's doing this, boat, you're exploring. What do I see? It depends on where you're exploring. I have left the fabric shop and turned right and started walking. Well, you see dozens of merchant stalls selling mm. every sort of kind of thing. Um, Any jewelers? Yes, there actually is a jeweler stall. Okay. I would like to go over there mm -hmm. and examine the wares. There is a rather portly fellow with a heavy handlebar mustache that is drill on immediately looks up. <laughs> I wouldn't describe myself as portly. <laughs> no. Um, who is gesturing animatedly towards everyone that is coming near his stall at how fantastic his wares are. All right. I I sort of casually mosey up, like I'm just sort of walking past it, but I'm looking at what he's got. And, and when I reach the end of his stall, I sort of turn around and start looking a little bit closer, but with all the while trying to seem like I'm disinterested in what he's got. He doesn't seem to be targeting you so much as he seems to be targeting anyone that he thinks is someone's wife. Okay. Um, but the overall, the overall supplies that he is selling are like really thick, big rings, um, earrings, a couple of necklaces and bangles. Well, it just so happens Boat is in the market for a nice new ring. Fantastic. Are you looking for jeweled or not jeweled? You know, why don't you show me your jeweled rings and I'll make a decision after that. Do you have any bejeweled jewel rings? I'd like a bedazzled ring. Here, at Ringo's <laughs> Ring Emporium, we've got them all. <laughs> and would you also like to hear one of the songs I wrote while making these rings? <laughs> no, we'll just put it up on the fridge. That's a place of honor. So there are several rings. They all have really big jewels in them. Mm -hmm. Like there's one that's purple, one that's green, one that's blue. And one that's sort of a cyan color. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not certain, but I think if you collect all of those, you turn into supersonic. And that <laughs> means you can fly, like, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, it's lucky because if there was an orange and a red, if there were orange and red ones as well, then if you got them all, then you could eliminate all life in the universe with a snap. No. See, I was just imagining that they all have different flavors. Gonna take pollution down to zero. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Captain Gra Planet's the Gravy next Gravy Boat contest. definitely is heart. Alita's Earth. Johannes is wind. Solanar's fire. That makes Eek water. 
Solinar, or not? Uh, 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 foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my rings. And those are those are the jeweled rings. Okay. They're all set in gold. What about all the, of this dude's jewelry is gold. What about the non-jeweled rings? Anything fancy there? Those are the really really dense rings. Um, <laughs> it looks like they're sort of similar to signet rings, except mm -hmm. instead of a signet, it is the shape of an animal head. Ooh. There's what one, animals? There's one with a goat, one with an ox, though you think it might be just a poorly made goat. Um, one with a bear, one with a lion, and its mouth is open, mm -hmm. and one with an elephant. And they're all like, I'm a goat. <laughs> I want the lion. <laughs> like, hey, that I, I really like that guy right there. I'll think I'll, I think I'll take that one. He will be 25 gold. How about I give you 20? 24. 19. 23. 18. Well, unfortunately, we cannot make a deal. <laughs> I, I just I thought I saw the way the wind was blowing on this one. thought I'd just explore the whole space there. But yeah, I think 23 is fine. Fair enough. I'll do 23. You know, I don't know if you know who I am, but I know. Uh... <laughs> I know I myself know a fair bit about rings. And let me tell you. Oh, my God. These, these that you have crafted are fantastic. I love this king of the jungle you've got here. What, uh, what's the inspiration for that? Actually, none of these are my craft. I was trying to make a goat. <laughs> <laughs> There's this blue hedgehog that frequently comes by my shop. <laughs> it has come from the traders that have come in for the Ocean Var games. Mm. No, we behead them immediately afterwards. <laughs> Those like rat traders. Yeah, yeah I give him, I'll, give him, I'll give him his 23. All right, cool. Subtract it from your money. You sure. get the lion's head ring. All right, and I'm going to wear it as a like middle finger ring. Okay, that that tracks. Yeah, you look. You are the weirdest dr like dressed character in this podcast. Or the most fashionable. Yeah, I'm so ahead. Wait, so you're wearing a one shoulder onesie, mm -hmm. boots, right. right, a cowboy hat, a red cape, mm -hmm. and a big ring. On your middle finger and a big belt. Yes. If he'd had a snake ring, I would have bought that because it would have matched my belt. I think you'll you'll probably be able to. Be, wait, wait, wait. Does he have any in the back stock? He says he'll go check in the back, but what you think he's doing is just standing there for a couple of minutes detoxing before he comes back. <laughs> uh-huh. I roll inside on him. R roll. <laughs> no. All right. So Johannes and Alita are heading towards the Colosseum. The Colosseum is a distant ways away, so you actually leave the tribe proper and walk into just sort of the plains of nothingness between Karar and the Colosseum. And that's when they told me, you can't fish from a bridge. You're using a shoe. I feel like there were a couple of problems with your setup. Right, because I was using a shoe. I learned from that day forward, no more shoe fishing for me. I can do it with my hands. Wait, you can just, like, rip fish out of the water with your hands? Yeah, I did it with that one fish, uh, Billy. So, here we are at the Temple of Soon. This doesn't look like a temple. It's way larger than it looked like far away. It is incredibly large. It's a little intimidating. Hmm. Let's, let's... It's one of those mega temples. You know, I've seen a few uh, in my day. We should definitely, let's go inside and check it out. Hold on a second. Did you just make a Big Mouth Billy Bass reference? <laughs> Inside this temple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so inside the Colosseum, it is empty. No one is there. No one is doing anything. Um, you can, however, hear the soft sound of a... 
Hey, who's fishing with the shoe in here? Your voice echoes throughout the empty the empty halls. Alita and Johannes are going to go sort of deeper into the Colosseum. You see the light where it opens up into the main arena area. Or you can continue going down the corridor. No, let's go on into this, uh, towards the light. All right, you walk into the light and uh, right into your next reincarnation. Um, You find yourself in the arena proper, which is a dirt floor. The stands loom high above you and it looks like hundreds and hundreds of people could sit and watch this. Where you're standing, there are archery targets set up and the only other person in this area with you is an elven gentleman just firing arrows. Johannes uh, looks down. He then looks up. He's kind of looking through the stands. You can kind of see in his eyes reflected uh, sort of like reverence uh, as well as um, a kind of just acknowledgement of being small among something so large and kind of an appreciation for the place in the world that Johannes finds himself in. He sifts some of the sand through his fingers and he looks up and he goes, Are you a priest of soon? The figure stops shooting arrows and turns around. You talking to me? No, I was talking to that guy. Hey, you. You you a priest of soon? That's a training dummy, mate. Oh, they get me every time. They make them so lifelike nowadays. They do. I completely understand. Oh, now that I'm looking at it, he has 12 arrows sprouting from him, so I probably probably should have... You got a good shot there. Yes, I guess I do. I mean, I hope so. I'm in the competition. Oh, nice. I think I'm also in that competition, I believe. Elita, do you know, is this the thing that we do? Yes, this is the thing that you're doing, Johannes. Oh, we're doing this thing. Uh, do you, you, my name's Johannes. My name's Warren. It's lovely to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. He kind of like grabs your hand and like shakes it really excitedly. I, uh, Johannes uh, is, is shook. <laughs> So, Warof, how many? Close. How many? How many shoes do you think it would take before you could uh, learn to fish? Like using this bait? Well, it depends. I think you could use them as a good trap, or maybe just to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I could actually see you setting that up. See, you were clever about it. Alita, see, she believed me, but I think she also had some doubts. But uh, someone as accomplished at shooting. Uh, the targets as you probably understands how to catch a fish. It seems like they're naturally connected. So uh, about these games, well, I know nothing about them. Wait, I'm sorry. You're in the Ocean Vol games and you don't know like anything about them. Well, I know, I know that um, I'm in it. Uh, Solnar's in it. You got, you got in it, but you don't know what they are. Worf is in it, and that's as much. That's as far as I've. And I'm presuming they're played here. Because this is where we stopped for the day. Warren looks at Alita, points at himself, and mouths the words, Am I Worf? And she just sort of nods at him. Right. So the Oceanvar games are a competition between all the tribes in Oceanvar. They all pick a champion, and they compete and see who's the best of the best of the best. Sir, you are then one of the champions of the Ocean of the Oceanvarians. I don't know if that's what we're called, but I don't know enough to tell you otherwise. I'm very learned. This man's over here working Men in Black references into his dialogue. Yes, I, I, I picked up on that too. 
No, that's Solinar. He's over. He's making a kerchief that's made for three thousand <laughs> sneezes. No, no, that's Man in Black. <laughs> Solinar is Johnny Cash. <laughs> yes, I'm one of the champions. I'm from a place called Aramon. If you had to describe to me the games, how would you describe them? Uh, brutal. Most of them are one-on-one combat duels. What would be the feeling, the energy? Have you ever been to a game? I have. Every year since I was little. This is the first time I've competed, though. What's your best memory? I... getting married? I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> uh, I meant of the games. It seems so... I, I did not get married at the games. Oh, what a mistake. Look at this venue. It'd be perfect. <laughs> It'd be way too expensive. You could definitely have at least your whole family here. I... know. I, I... I'm a hunter. I do not make that kind of money. So, uh, your wife. <laughs> husband. Your husband. Has he been in the games? Is he a champion? Uh, no, he's a baker. Oh, does he bake for the games? He, he does not. He actively hates them. So you're here, even though your husband actively hates the games, to compete? Yeah, that sounds about right. Wolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're going to be good friends. I think so, too. episode, Johannes interrogates a man and makes Brandon keep thinking of a large Klingon. No, I laughed because he was just like, woof. Like he's a, like he's a dog. 